Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Building America, with our guest, Carlos. Thank you for being here today, Carlos. Would you please introduce yourself? Good afternoon. My name is Carlos Bunzira. I am currently a resident of Santa Fe, New Mexico. I lived in Arizona for about 10 years of my life. Four of those years were at University of Arizona where I graduated in civil engineering. That's where I got to take your class, Matthew, engineering communications. My junior year was a great time. I spent about two years after I graduated from U of A working for Hensel Phelps, whom I still work for, building a health center on Campbell and Roger for Banner, which was a great time. Got to learn about the world of health construction, cancer equipment, the requirements to, to get that project to fruition were very challenging, but lots of opportunities for my personal career growth. From there, I went to live in Phoenix, working on the SkyTrain, which was a very fun project as well. And I ended up transitioning to building a high-rise downtown Phoenix called Derby. And after that, I made the trek to New Mexico, Santa Fe, where I'm working on a classified project as an area superintendent now. So. My career of building America has come a long way in my past six and a half years. Wonderful. That sounds very exciting. And with all those projects, I'm sure you'll have good stories to share as we go through the podcast. So my first question is, why did you choose this career? I feel like the career chose me. No, not really. (laughs) I chose this career because of my passion for building, right? I'm a builder. I come from a family of builders, and it was only fitting for me to get into a career of building, into the built environment. Um, Obviously, I picked to major in civil engineering and structural engineering, which is typically a more design-based field. But with a couple of internships, I really realized that my passion was, was building and construction, building relationships not only with owners or trade partners, but also with community partners, building very great structures, as I had mentioned earlier in my past six and a half years, but most importantly, building teams with great people. So I've been privileged to work with some very great folks at Hansel Phelps, and I've been part of some very highly functioning teams. So when you put all of that together, I really... Now I look back at it six and a half years ago, seven years ago, actually, because Friday, May the 13th is when we graduated. I've picked the field that's about building, and that's what I wanted to do. For sure. And I think that you tapped into talking about not just building structures, but building great teams. And I think sometimes new engineering grads think that they're going to be maybe a solo practitioner, but really to have success, it's really about being part of a team. 
No, that's 100% true. When it comes to a construction project, you're a pawn, right? You're one of, if you think about just the craft guys or the craft folks, shall I say, you'll have about 250 craft at some time going through your project. And the, the folks that actually go and build America do it physically with their hands. So when you think about being a pawn in a group of 260 people, and then you go and you add on the construction team, and then you go and you add on the design team, and then you go and you add on the owner group, right? And owner groups can be different. For example, at SkyTrain, when we were working for the airport, they had a very large owner group, right? So you had to deal with owner facilities, you had to deal with owner parking, you had to deal with so many different airport folks. So the number one thing that you have to realize, especially in my field is teamwork makes the dream work and you cannot be successful if you're not working as a team and especially working as a highly functioning team. Yeah, and highly functioning teams need to communicate well together, whether that's in person or electronic means, communication really helps team take it to the next level. Yeah, communication is key. Communication is very much key. The big thing about communication that everybody has to realize and what I realize is everyone's different. So you have to have a little bit of a situational awareness when it comes to communication. If we take it purely technically, at my company, Hansel Phelps, we have a, a form that we use to discuss communication. And one of the things that we ask is, what is your best mode of communication? Is it phone? Is it text? Is it email? Everyone's different. So you have to be able to, similar with the owner group, you have to be able to find, and it takes time to find the best means of communication or just ask the question, hey, what's the best way to communicate to you? Yes. Yes, I think that's so important. And as you say, everyone has different preferences. And I think your answer leads well to my next question. What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation? Oh, that's a tough one. I wish I knew a lot of things before graduation. <laughs> but I, I would say the biggest thing I wish I knew before graduation is, and this is a controversial, this is a controversial statement, but I do feel as though when you go through a college career, it's it sometimes is very much training you for grad school or tra training you for research in lieu of training you for work. Because the built environment, whether you're going to design or you're going to construction, whichever it is, or you're an architect, whichever it is, it requires a lot of soft skills in lieu of technical skills. So this, I wish I knew how much soft skills would play in my career. And I wish I would have worked on my soft skills more earlier in my career. Now it's very evident and every single major company is fully aware that soft skills are very high. Lots of companies, lots of firms are aware that emotional intelligence is something that is very important. The it factor, when people say that person has got it, I don't know what it is about them. They've just got it. They leave work early and they get their work done and they're moving up in positions. What does that person have? They've got it. A lot of times it's emotional intelligence. So. I wish I would have worked on my emotional intelligence a lot more when I was younger in my career in Lua's later in my career right now. 
Well, I think that is a great point. And as you know, from going through the engineering communication course, that's one of the things that is a main objective of that course. Since you came through, even added more to the course. So my next question is to recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? A challenging professional situation and how did I handle it? As an area superintendent, I deal with challenging professional situations on a daily basis. I would, I'd probably say just complex technical issues and complex personnel issues. Um, I, I would say the most challenging professional situation I've been in was probably a, a change order negotiation with a trade partner. When I was a project engineer on the high-rise project I was telling you about, and it was a very challenging professional situation. And just to be clear on this, I'll skip to, I failed at this. It didn't end well for me. <laughs> it didn't end well for me, but I do want to tell the story because it has a good amount of lessons learned. I think a lot of times in my career, I've tended not to focus on that T word, which is teamwork, right? And a lot of times when it's come to finances, I've been very... What's the correct word? I don't want to say the word greedy because <laughs> greedy sounds bad, but essentially I've been very greedy, right? I've always put my goals first, right? If I went into most negotiations, I put my goal first. And I think there was a trade partner that I went into a negotiation with. I certainly went into the negotiation in a very greedy manner, right? I went into it with a winner takes all type manner. And I think one thing that I learned from it was that there's no, there shouldn't be any winning or losing when it comes to negotiations, especially in a team environment. There should be shared opportunities for success. And I ended up being too greedy and I was, I was, trying, to, I was trying to be a hog. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, and I got slaughtered, right? I didn't negotiate the right way and I was too greedy. And the trade partner was like, you know what? If you're not going to try and work with me, then I'm not going to try and work with you. And I ended up losing. So in lieu of even any shared success or any of that sort of thing, I ended up losing. So that was probably, I still look back at it as a good lessons learned for me. You know, there should not be any winning or losing when it comes to a team environment. There should be shared success. And if I could redo that negotiation, I probably would. I love how you bring up the perspective of shared success. I think oftentimes when people look at negotiation, they think there's only winners and losers, as you said. And when you strive for that shared success, you can actually achieve better outcomes. So thank you for sharing that story. That was really good. What advice would you have to someone who's just graduating and starting their career? If you're just graduating, starting your career, the biggest advice I would give you is treat your career as a meal, right? Treat your career as a meal. If you're making some sort of casserole, right? Some sort of stew, there's lots of ingredients that are gonna be required to come up with that perfect taste or to get you to the end goal. It's not all about just working hard. There's working smart. If you think about the meat of a built environment casserole or career, the meat, the focus, 
it is your technical skills, right? So you do have to make sure you have good technical skills, right? For example, I'm a superintendent, right? At the end of the day, I need to be able to know how to build the building, right? So I could have tremendous soft skills, but I need to understand how the building is going to be built. I need to schedule the building and make sure we finish it on time. And we should make sure it's built safely, right? I need to understand all the requirements, but I need a little bit of salt. And that salt might be a little emotional intelligence from time to time. I need some pepper. That pepper might be reading a self-growth book. I need some, maybe some lime juice. That lime juice might be taking care of yourself. Plenty of people young in their careers do not take care of themselves, whether that's physically or mentally. Figure something out. Get a gym membership. Go for a run. Don't kill yourself in the first five years of your career. That's been very common in our industry. So because we're trying to, in design, you're, you're working so hard so you can get your PE, you pass your PE exam, and then, you know, you can get that promotion. In construction, very similar things. Um, don't kill yourself for your career. There's, you will become more successful in your career the more you take care of yourself physically and mentally. And finally, the biggest ingredient, I feel, in the career success casserole is enjoy yourself. I would definitely say the folks who enjoy their day-to-day activities are more successful. Now, some people might go and debate that with me and argue that with me, and I'll listen to them, but I don't think I can change my mind on that. I think the folks who enjoy that day-to-day activities are more successful. So I feel like if you have those ingredients from the Carlos Ponzero book of success, the casserole, you, you'll do fine. You'll do fine in your career if you're a new grad right now. Yeah, I love your casserole example and the advice you gave. And I also love how you demonstrated being a good storyteller to help your audience remember your key main points. Because I think as you work through that recipe, that is something that the students in the class will really remember that analogy you made. So that was a great way of showing that practice. Thank you. Thank you. And I think it's a demanding field, the built environment. As we always say, somebody's got to go build America, right? <laughs> whether you're in construction, whether you're in design, whether you're part of an owner group, this is what we have to do. We have to go build infrastructure. We go we build roads. We design roads, bridges, drainage systems, buildings, dams, you name it. It's not easy. It is not easy work. It is going to require hard work, but have fun with it. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Matthew. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.